Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detaille along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, On our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line, the uh, radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans, Todd Graffinini. Graff, thanks so much for joining us. And give Bobby some hope. Man, he's he's in such yeah. despair well, here. Well, I mean, uh, Graff, I'm watching the first half. I said, okay, it's tight. Uh, looks like we in control of the game. It's 52 to 46. What the hell happened in the third quarter? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, I got know, discouraged. Bobby, I, I, don't don't jump off the ledge, Bobby. We still got a long way to go in the season. Um, look, it, uh, unfortunately, that's really been the pattern uh, of this team during the six game losing streak. They they just get into these lulls, these ruts, and it winds up costing them games. And I mean, you go back to the game on Sunday afternoon in Miami, where the Pelicans, you could argue, had their most dominating defensive half. Uh, of the entire season. And that second quarter, with literally two minutes to go in the quarter, the Miami Heat had eight points Whoa. in the quarter. And in the span of a minute and 25 seconds, the Pelicans turned the ball over five consecutive times. Uh, Miami got three layups, uh, two layups, a dunk, and an N1, and went on a 10-0 run at the end of the half to cut a 16-point lead down to six. Uh. And all of a sudden, Miami's back in the ball game where they were nowhere near in the ball game the entire half of basketball. And you saw a little bit of that uh, last night. The Pelicans had a 12-point lead uh, late in the second quarter. And then all of a sudden got a little sloppy, got a little raggedy on the offensive end. And Minnesota cut the lead from 12 to 6. And it, that really started what we saw in that third quarter, which was I mean, it, it was really, really rough. I mean, Minnesota made everything. Pelicans right. couldn't defend. Pelicans couldn't shoot. And Minnesota scored uh, 29 points out of the gate, and the Pelicans only had nine. And, you know, and as always, the Pelicans, even though they're going to get down like that, they're going to come back. It's a very resilient team. But you can't keep getting to the fourth quarter and then start looking at things that happened earlier in the game because those are the things that cost you. Uh, in ball games, you got to play 48 minutes, and right now the Pels, during this six-game streak, are playing you know 42 minutes or 36 minutes. That's not enough. You got to you got to bring it the entire ball game, and uh, that's unfortunately been the key. It's 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 just been consistency, and we just haven't been consistent during this streak. Now, uh, Graf, I think this would irk uh, Willie Green. And uh, I like that he was trying to light a fire under the team. He was frustrated. His first ejection of his coaching career, I think it was midway through the fourth quarter when that occurred. But I think this would irk him uh, that 18-4 to 4 they were outscored, that being the Pels, in the fast break points. Uh, and uh, that, that, that cannot happen. No, look, Bobby, I, I agree, but I will say this, and I mentioned this on the broadcast last night. Um, the Pels are a very, very good team forcing turnovers, uh, getting steals, second in the league in steals at about eight eight point seven a game. And that's how we get a lot of our buckets, getting out in transition after those turnovers. 
I, I really had to tip my cap to Minnesota last night. They got back. It's you know the you know every every team's got a scouting report, right? And Minnesota had the scouting report down. When you make when, if we make a turnover tonight, I'm talking about Minnesota. We've got to get back in transition. I thought they were outstanding last night because there were many opportunities to get out there, and they got back pretty much every time. And I and I saw that same stat you were talking about. Um, now. The 18 points for Minnesota, that has to do on the other end. That has to do with the Pelicans turning right. the ball over because uh, they're get, they're able to get out in transition. But the fact that the Pelicans only scored four, well, you can credit Minnesota's defense for that because it was very evident. They talked about that before the game because they were pretty flawless in that department. Graf, when you look at it sort of long-term, when uh, trade deadline's coming up in February, you're not being able to have a sort of a healthy team and top players out – it becomes tough on the evaluation. You'd like to have another wing that could shoot, certainly. Uh, but it, it sort of muddies the water a little bit, I guess the best way to put it, uh, of kind of if you want to make a deal here, kind of where do you go uh, because of the fact that, you know, we did see Brandon come back last night. And there's some rust anytime you take that period of time yeah, off. Yeah, he's real rusty, yeah. four of 18. Yeah. That was, that's a lot of rust. And so that didn't surprise me. And then who knows, two weeks or maybe longer with Zion. You've had a lot of injuries here. Uh, to try to upgrade the team at that point, you don't know exactly what you have because you haven't seen them all on the court at the same time. Well, Mike, you're exactly right. And and that's the thing. I mean, uh, I know people say, well, we got to, you know, Trade this, trade it. Well, it's it's very difficult because, as you said, the team just has not been whole. And I think when you have seen the team, as you know, the roster is constructed and everybody's on the court, they're very, very difficult to beat. Yes. And I think we're seeing right now, I mean, really right now, look, Ingram, you know, the shots are going to fall for him. The guy hadn't played in literally two months. I mean, it was two months to the day uh, last night when he came back. So you're going to – you're going to, you know, see some of that with his shot, but that's going to come. But you saw the impact immediately last night of having Brandon Ingram on the floor. The first possession of the ball game, Ingram went to the right elbow, two defenders collapsed on him, and he sees C.J. McCollum on the left wing, nobody within 15 feet of him, and McCollum knocked the three down. I mean, that's the first possession of the game, and it's like, all right, you know, that's, that's what you're right. missing when you have a guy like Brandon Ingram who's not there. Uh, not only can he shoot, obviously, he's 48% from three, uh, but he can assist as well. He is, he's having a career year assist-wise. But I think, again, to really, really break it down, guys, you are feeling the impact of not having Zion Williamson on no the floor. Question. No whose question. injury came at literally the worst possible time, other than, of course, the end of the season, because we were getting into a stretch where you're playing all of these games with not much of a break, and you're playing some very, very difficult teams right now, uh, tough teams to beat. And Zion was playing at an MVP level when he went down. I mean, he was taking games over. And, of course, Zion's another ball handler uh, that you're missing. And, you know, it's just the scope of what he can do. It really, really has been brought to the forefront during the streak. And, guys, look, the Pelicans, even during the losing streak, have been playing very adequate defense, more than adequate. Um, 
It's the offense that's suffering right now. This right. has been a top 10 team, top, not top 10, top five team as far as scoring points, offensive efficiency, the entire season. In the stretch that we're in right now, the Pelicans have dropped to 14th in offensive efficiency and now number 10 in points scored. And we had a streak of 33 games in a row that we scored 100 or more points. Um, and only one prior to that, when that streak started, uh, we scored 98 in a loss at home in November to Portland. Prior to that, it was another 33 games going back to last season. So the offense yeah. has really, really been key. You're on a 60-game basically streak other than one game of scoring 100 or more points. In the six-game losing streak, we've hit 103 times. We've been 100 less, <laughs> I mean, half the right. time. So you're seeing right now, Bobby, the offense has really taken a step back because the defense, for the most part, has pretty much been there. And look, you know, when Ingram's not in the lineup, that's 23 points. When Zion Williams' not in the lineup, that's 26 points. And people forget Najee Marshall, who missed those three games, the two in Florida, uh, and then the one at the beginning of the week, you know, he was scoring 18 points as a starter. And he wasn't playing in those games. So you were effectively missing 60 points uh, in your lineup. And it's just, it's just been very, very difficult because guys are, guys are being put in roles that they're not really accustomed to. Where guys who come off the bench. The minutes, they're said, playing. Right, yeah. Yeah, the minutes, the points, everything. You are now counting on them to, get, to, to try to make up the points that the guys who are not in the lineup score. And it's just, you know, not, not their roles. Well, uh, Graf, uh all the basketball you've witnessed, I know this is like old school, new school, whatever. You got to be able to take care of your home court and then, you know, kind of, I don't know, any sport almost. Uh, can you be 500 on the road? But you got to take care of the home court. I'm like lose, losing the first two uh, games in a three-game homestand. I know that's not good. And then now, look at now, we sit only, what, a half a game ahead of the Clippers. They're fifth place in the West, and you look in the playing game, how close everybody is. That, that, that's amazing when you look at the Western Conference. But how important the game Saturday is the Wizards, and we're playing at home. I mean, we, I thought it was a must win. I don't know. Not, and it's not a must win right now, but to beat the T-Wolves. I think, come on, Saturday, we got to show up, uh, the crowd. Uh, we want to be in that number uh, to beat a team like the Wizards come Saturday at home. Yeah, actually, you know, beat the Wizards uh, on that very long road trip uh, a couple of weeks ago in Washington. Um, now, Washington's playing a lot better as of late, even though they're not going to have Kristaps Porzingis, and they traded Rui Hachimura away at the beginning of the week to, to the Lakers. Um, but, no, it's, it's extremely important, Bobby, because, like you said, you got to take care of your home court, and the Pelicans have been very, very good at home this year. Uh, no question about that. But – just to further it, you know, after the game <laughs> on Saturday night, you're going up to Milwaukee. It's a back-to-back Sunday night. And then we go to Denver, who we just played a couple days ago, and then finishing off the road trip in Dallas. Well, uh, yeah, that, that, that's brutal. Game. So that's why. No, it's brutal. So, <laughs> yeah. no, that makes that game at home uh, on Saturday very important. Todd, this is a little bit away from basketball, but I know you keep up with the NFL. Uh, your thoughts uh, this coming weekend, Eagles, 49ers, Joe Burrow and the Bengals, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Yeah, well, I mean, look, you know me, Bobby and, and Mike, I'm not pulling for any NFC teams. I know they can't tie 
or both lose. <laughs> but I guess if you're going for the if you're going for the best story, I, I mean, I, I, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but I I wouldn't mind seeing San Francisco. I mean, I I just I think my skin just crawled saying that just because of Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, and, and the story. But I mean, I, I don't know. I can't pull for Philadelphia or San Francisco. What do you want me to do? On the other side, I mean, you know, go Bengals. Yeah, but, the, uh, yeah, go Bengals, go Joe Burrow, Jamar team. Chase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, when, when the Saints season's over and we're not in the playoffs, man, I check out. I, I you know. <laughs> but I, the, I, the only thing, but 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 I like uh, I like the approach you're taking, Todd. How, how can you be against Brock Purdy if you're a, if you a laborer? No, that's that's if a, you're a common man, Mr. A male, Irrelevant. A male Cinderella story. Well, how can you be against him? Come on. <laughs> it, no, you. I, I mean, look, Mr. Irrelevant, and now he's in the <laughs> NFC Championship game. The guy, the guy wasn't even playing halfway through the season, and he hasn't lost a game. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It really, really is. So. You know, just hope for a good game. Hope it's entertaining, and then whoever wins wins in the NFC. Yeah, Graf, has there been a team in the NBA you've seen this year? You say, man, they're a hell of a lot better. Or maybe it's Sacramento that they're a hell of a lot better than I thought they would be. Oh, no question. It's Sacramento's got to be the surprise of the season. I mean, what Mike Brown is doing there has been unbelievable. Um, De'Aaron Fox, who is one of the best point guards in the league, who nobody knows about because he's been in Sacramento all these years. Um, you know, he is playing at an elite level like he always does. You just don't realize it. But, uh, but uh, Sabonis is, is, a, is a double-double every single night. They just they really play hard for him. And, I mean, that look, Sacramento hadn't been in the playoffs in 20 years. I mean, it's, it's the longest streak in, in, in sports. Uh, right now, going. Well, you got to go to Vladi Dava. What was his name? The Serbian um, Vladi Diva. Exactly. Yeah, Chris Weber. Yes. And all those guys. Right. No, it, it's been that long since they've been in the playoffs. I mean, it, it's it's just having been there. And now it's interesting because we have not played Sacramento yet. We're yeah. actually going to play them uh, when we come back on the next homestand. But it is an incredible basketball town. That place is filled every night, even though they've been horrible uh, all these years. And uh, I know they're pretty fired up there right now, and they have a legitimate chance, uh, I mean, really to avoid the play-in. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's right. the goal for most of these teams that, you know, haven't been top four each and every year. But uh, right now they're in very, very good shape. And, um, you know, looking forward to playing them, and hopefully we'll have, uh, have, have much uh, better chance as far as having guys at full strength when you're taking on a team like that. But they are definitely, in my mind, the surprise of the year. Now, Graf, when you look at, obviously, we do this in every sport, uh, you know, whether it be football, basketball, whatever. Who's the coach of the year? Uh, you look at Doug Peterson. Look what he did with the Jaguars. Uh, how about Jacques Vaughn, what he's done, uh, I guess, to bring stability with the Nets? I mean, you're dealing with Kyrie Irving. He thinks the freaking Earl's, uh, the, the Earth's flat. I mean, you know, <laughs> we, we all know he has that ability to be unbelievable. And then uh, even look at I uh, hope I hope this doesn't uh, you know they don't turn the corner the Lakers, but then you look at a six man and who's involved with that conversation, uh, Russell Westbrook. So just I, I threw a lot out there. I want you to comment on all that. No, it's it's been a it's been a crazy year right now. I mean, and you talked about it, Bobby. There's just there's a lot of teams really really bunched up, and uh, I mean 
you think of what Mike Malone's doing right now in Denver. I mean, he's got to be he, he's got to be a top choice as well. Right. Um, you know, we just saw Denver a couple days ago. Now it helps that you have the back-to-back reigning MVP uh, in Nikola Jokic, but still, you know, Denver's been kind of a they've always been a playoff team, but they've just kind of muttered along, and then when the playoffs start, you know, they they kind of fade. So uh, right now, I would say Brown. Uh, from Sacramento, Mike Malone uh, would be another candidate for Coach of the Year, in my mind. Graf, uh, we always look for progress on a player from year one to year two, and we certainly, Jose, you, you can't ask any more from him than what he's given you. But uh, I'm a little bit surprised with maybe not as much progress coming from a Trey Murphy uh, or Herb Jones. Oh, Herb Jones, yeah. What about uh, the, that? Those two what guys, that, because Graf? I thought you would see that that sort of jump up the ladder, and it's it's erratic. Uh, play for both of them. Yeah, we go back to the consistency word. Uh, we have seen tremendous flashes this year from Trey Murphy. Yeah, uh, I mean there have been games when this is this is the progression that you're going to make from year one to year two. He's just been a little inconsistent as of late. Um, and I think he's having a little, I, I mean, he's not a not confident guy. I mean, he's very, very confident, but there have been instances in games where he's passed up shots so much to the point that, you know, Willie Green would mention post game, you know, what do you, what do you say to Trey? Hey, keep shooting the ball. We need you. You got to keep shooting. You got to keep shooting because he is an elite scorer when he makes his shots. He's, you know, my favorite stat in basketball is 50-40-90. 50% field goal shooting, 40% three-point shooting, and 90% free throw shooting. It's very rare. It happens in the NBA. And Trey Murphy is right now sitting at 48, 40, and 93. He is very, very close uh, to that 50, 40, 90 threshold. So he's got the capabilities. I just think it needs to be more consistent on a night-in, night-out basis. As far as Herb goes, it's just been a tough year for him because he's been hurt. You know, he only missed three games last year. Uh, you knew he was going to be in the lineup every single night. That hasn't been the case this year. For You know, he's had just some tough injuries for him, so he's missed some games. And also, Bobby, I, I don't want to use the R word uh, or the O word, but he has been officiated horrendously uh, okay. this year. He is, he is being called for fouls that just are not fouls. And, you know, he has gotten into foul trouble so many times this year. I mean, you go back uh, the game when he came back uh, against, uh, I want to say it was Miami, um, his first game back in a week. He he played 19 minutes and fouled out. Um, just, you that's know, almost that's impossible. It, it really is. It really is. But, again, when you see some of the fouls that's being called on him, um, it's it, you just shake your head, and it's very very frustrating because Herb is an elite defender. Uh, we have seen it now for a year and a half, and even though his offense uh, is still trying to get on track this year, he is still defending when he's been on the floor and when he's been allowed to be on the floor when he's not in foul trouble. So it's it's going to come for Herb. He's just got to keep plugging away, and, and hopefully uh, he'll get a break official-wise. So, uh, Graf, before we let you run, uh, they said, hey, Baron, Mike, uh, ask Graf if the Pels players, uh, uh, as far as uh, – they, they do practice shooting free throws, but he's concerned maybe in close games 
that we're not going to be clutch shooting free throws. Where do you, where are we at? Uh, enlighten me or the fans about as far as uh, clutch free throws or where are we at as far as free throw shooting throughout the game and uh, compared to other teams. Well, right, right now, Bobby, we're basically middle of the road. We're, we're 17th in the league, so we're pretty much dead even, about 78%. Um, that's not great, but it's not too bad. I mean, geez, my first couple of years, we were shooting in the 72, 73 percentile, which is really not good at all. So free throw shooting has actually improved. And again, you've missed Brandon Ingram for two months. Uh, he's an 87% free throw shooter. Whoa. As I just mentioned, Trey Murphy is yeah. a 93% free throw shooter. CJ McCollum has improved dramatically after last year. CJ was upper 60s at the end of last year. He just had one of those seasons where it just wasn't going for him, but he's back in the mid-80s this year, so he's making his free throws. Um, you know, I, I always say free throw shooting, just watch that first one go in, man. When the first one of the ball game, if you watch it, if the first one goes in, you kind of feel good about it. When if Whoever it may be, if that first free throw is not good, I always cringe because <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it's, it, it's contagious. It really is contagious. One guy starts missing free throws, another guy starts missing free throws. If everybody, you know, a couple of guys get on the line and they make them all, well, then everybody, you know, follows suit. I've, I've always believed that for the most part. Todd, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And also, you do a fantastic job. Uh, Bobby and I are huge fans of yours. And uh, you make the game so much more exciting. And Because, well, you, come on, you're not doing the Knicks games. You're doing Pelicans games. Well, uh, and you do a great job hey, at hey, it. Hey, do you ever have a bad day in life? It seems like even if uh, you're having a bad day, you won't let yourself totally be down. I don't know. You, I like your passion. Bobby, it's all about passion and entertainment. <laughs> and, of course, I've got a great product to, uh, to, to call to the fans of the Pelicans, wherever they may be. So uh, it's, it's one of the best jobs you could ever have, Bobby. I mean, it's one of 30 in the NBA, so I love what I'm doing. Hey, hey, but, but, Graf, uh, do you ever look back and say, was it me? All of a sudden, Tulane, the magical season, they win the Cotton Bowl, beat USC. And all you're like, well, why didn't that happen when I was there? <laughs> hey, Bobby, I'm I'm saying this I'm saying this tongue in cheek, but somewhat not. It's you know, as being a lifelong New Orleanian, a Tulane fan, and a Saints fan, as you know, I'm kind of a glass half empty guy. Right. And uh, the night, the day that Tulane won the Cotton Bowl, was the night that Zion hurt his hamstring. Oh, and, oh God! And it's oh. been and it's been uh, kind of gone the other way ever since. So I just look at myself and say, you know what? It's impossible for me to have total sports bliss. <laughs> Graf, you, you would love this. Uh, we doing the uh, Monday Night Silver Slipper Show, and uh, I get there a little early to watch the end of uh, Tulane USC. And people are all around the big screen TV to watch. They must have 100 or so people watching. Not a one of them are Tulane fans. Every one of them cheering for Tulane. Yeah, well, those were all be, LSU people, but they I were cheering for Tulane. Listen, in my dad's world, uh, that wouldn't have happened, yeah, yeah. but it happened <laughs> that day. Well, no, the new, the new slogan, ride. the new slogan, magical ride, roll damn wave. It ain't no roll damn roll tide, roll right. damn wave. Thank yeah. you, Graf. <laughs> all right, guys, I will tell you another story, but I know we're out of time. Thanks so much, right, Graf. Appreciate <laughs> it, buddy. That was Todd Graffinini, radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.